10 seconds to fire it. 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Everybody, uh, welcome back to Picking Favorites episode. I don't know. Uh, today's 21, a, 21, 21, 21. I, I like it. I like it being unknown. Uh, although I guess it's on their screen, right? It is They're on all the screen, looking at so it. I it hate is. that. No spoilers. Uh, so listen, uh, today's a, today's a very interesting. Uh, it's actually kind of a first for us. We are without two hosts. Uh, you're you're listening to Zachary Levi, and also in in studio with me is. Uh, David Kentucky Coleman, America, as Mark, I like to call him. I have too many names. We, on the show. we are without uh, Tyler Labine, as 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 per usual uh, these days. Very Ty- busy movie Ty- star. Tyler very is a very busy star. movie star, and uh, Razzle is actually out of town as well. But but this is also first because it's the first time we've had two guests. Uh, so we are more than compensating for the lack of our hosting ability. Uh, with us in studio today, uh, they are podcasters, they are stand-up comics, they are actors. They're very, very smart guys and really, really love sports and really hate Christian Leitner. Uh, please <laughs> welcome Ooh. to the studio, wow. Randy and Jason Sklar. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. There that's, we are. That's the way we're going to go on stage we're everywhere. Gonna, yeah, yeah. These guys hate Leitner. <laughs> they hate As some Leitner. everyone on earth should. I mean, I kind of liked him a little more at the end of that special, but now I hate him again. You you know why? Because they showed like it with his kids yes. and stuff. You're like, I don't, I don't care. I still hate you. Wait, so here's the deal. Like, do you remember when some when there was like a sudden push to get the Dream Team into the NBA Hall of Fame? The Dream Team into the NBA now, Hall of Fame. Every as, member of the original Dream Team is already in, in the, the Hall of Fame. Fame. So except, who's making that push? Except yeah. Christian. It, it Christian. That yeah. would be like Dan Aykroyd pushing for We Are the World to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> It's like everybody's already in. That's a great, that's a great point. Yeah. Ackroyd's gonna you be let's do it. Gone and do nobody it. wanted him on that team either. No. By the way, Ackroyd or Leitner. Wait, Leitner. I can't, wait. Leitner was a was a. One he was of the, the only ever, college athlete on the team. Yeah, because wait, but he was still college at the time. He, he, no, he just, graduated. just graduated. He was the college player of the year. Right. And they wanted to, but he wasn't drafted at that point because mm-hmm. what had happened was up until that point they had only used. Yeah, it was all amateurs at that point. College kids. Yeah, and so I think they just were like, we got to have one guy from before because we're going to now dominate everybody, and Charles Barkley is going to elbow some thin dude from <laughs> Angola. So <laughs> he, we, we yeah. got to have. And then later in life, Charles, we 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 cannot stop doing our Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley and Shaq are both obviously on and. Inside the NBA, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're on the same TV show, but they are clearly on two totally different uh, TV shows. Uh, uh, the, the, they have always been on two. They're different on two TV different shows. TV shows. Well, because yeah. Charles is like constantly telling everybody to tell other people to do stuff, even though they can hear him and they're in the room. And <laughs> Shaq is just doing his credits of all the things. Yeah, he's that's ever true. Done. It's true. Erna, that's terrible. You got to tell Kenny to tell Erna to tell Erna to that tell me that's terrible. Okay, Erna, tell Kenny how my ass tastes. Kazam, Kazam. That's terrible. I was in Kazam. Erna, that's terrible. By a Buick. Erna, tell Kenny to tell me to tell everybody that's. He's in every commercial I've <laughs> ever done. That's to earn it. By the way, this could go on. Shaq hours. cannot fit in that Buick to save his no. life. No. Right. No, no, they they took out so much of that seat. It's in the back. <laughs> I would seat. love. I would love to. I don't know if it's just because I saw this thing on like Yahoo News just recently that like they found a new Nazi lair in like. 
Eastern Argentina, but just like Shaq and Charles Barkley, Nazi hunters. If they no, just, but if they were doing like a oh sitcom version of the Imitation Game, either they're cracking the Nazi code yeah, or exactly. they're hunting Nazis down. And it tells Shaq that's terrible. Dad, I can't crack uh, that code. I'm in Argentina. Shaq, that's terrible. Hey, you got to put the knobs hey, to the wire. How my ass tastes. That's terrible. How my ass tastes. That is the worst. Wow. Absolute. I would pay. How many times I I would just pay to hear that. Do you do that on every one of your stand-up shows? Is that uh, we started to do it recently, but I just <laughs> think it's funny. funny. We're no, just toying around with it. We started on so our good. podcast. They're and ridiculous. We can't stop like, doing it. It's, this it's show fun. is ridiculous. It's, I love. I love watching. So that show. fun. I dude. I will say though that Charles Barkley, while a lot of what he says doesn't make any sense at all, no. just grammatically he's fun speaking, to watch. he's fun to watch, and he does make some very interesting points. Occasionally, he will make a point. What's cool he, about him is that he really is about telling the truth, and he is also about not being predictable. Like yeah. you would, and think, it doesn't feel that fabricated. You don't feel like you know how when someone is like, like when Shia LaBeouf was. I don't know if anybody's friends with him, but like no, when no. he, uh, you got to ask. You got to do that in yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. No, you yeah. should still be like, if you're friends with him, here, sorry, here, here we go. Here's the he truth is, yeah. right here. That it might be, you might want to sit him down and talk <clears> to him about this. But like when he did, like I was driving down Beverly in in uh, Los Angeles and I saw a huge line around the corner from an art gallery. Oh, I'm like, right. What the hell is going on in there? And it was just, people could walk up to him and he would apologize to them while crying. And you're like, that is so forced. Like there's nothing that it, that feels real about right. that in Wait, any way, shape, or form. what? Yeah, he, yes. was that when he had the bag on his head and he was doing yeah, the Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, sat in a, he sat in a museum for like three days and it was weird. People but come it just and talk felt to him like, what? There was he said, no. And then he said his, a girl had sex with him against his will, but because he couldn't, there's a whole weird story. Did he say with this. he wrote like some movie that he didn't write? And that's when he he made a short, I think, and then it, which basically but it was all plagiarized. Yeah. It was all plagiarized. Yeah. yeah, and then he sent that, and then he put the the point is the like skywriting. Thing. You 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 watch Shaq and like you know something and like Barkley and Bar you watch Barkley and like something crazy happens, like Ferguson, Missouri happens, and you're like, oh, I know what what Barkley's gonna say. You kind of know, you don't, yeah. yeah. Like he might come on and be like, look. I don't know. I don't know what this is. And he starts taking a weird side and it makes you, it's so compelling. It's like compelling TV. Like I, I highly recommend like after the Ferguson thing came out, NBA inside the NBA, like talked about it for like an hour. It was one of the most fascinating, fascinating hours of TV. They didn't talk NBA at all. Yeah. And, and it was amazing. And, and sometimes it's a much more interesting and fresher perspective than a lot of the pundits on all of the political things. Just spitting People's hands are the same nonsense stuff. all yeah. the time. It's like, God, shut up. Just Agreed. shut up. Agreed. All right. So, yes. so, uh, I have a, I have a thing that I want to, uh, we want to get back to Christian later. No, 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 not yet. We'll get there. <laughs> yet. We'll get there. I actually, I used to be a prop guy. Right. I worked with you guys like 10 years ago. On? Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, Bubba boom. When you Can guys played the DJs. How fun was that? Do you know that was a role for one person and we came in and improvised on it? So that was a role for one person. <laughs> I did we, not know that. We yeah. came up and audition, had to audition against each other and we were like, as we're working out. As we're sort of learning it, we work with each other when we right. learn auditions and stuff and, and we were like, you know what? This would be so much funnier as two and we do a thing in our act that was like two DJs. It totally, like I thought it was zoo. absolutely... Like well, the, what was great is that once we got on the set, it developed into so much more. Yeah. So, like, we're doing it, and we're like, the funniest thing about it is that these guys just won't drop the DJ voice, and they're constantly, let's see how dark we can make one of them's life. <laughs> but he won't drop the DJ voice. So he's just literally getting so into like, the, what if one of them was going through, like, a really nasty divorce, divorce yeah. and he just can't, he's like, I can't tell you the last time I didn't shower with Motel Soap Q Crew. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes 
Sometimes, sometimes I just go in her closet and smell her clothes. Q crew. Q crew. <laughs> it was. It was. It was such a ridiculous. It was like a, 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 a what, dance, dance, dance marathon. Like yeah, it's like the gang uh, dance their ass off. I had to make oh, these yeah, giant yeah, the like big keg, <laughs> keg thing. Yeah. Like you keg did the pimp. keg thing. Yeah, and then and the did leg, you did the leg. legs. Dude, the yeah. cricket legs were the exoskeleton yeah. was. It was unreal. You did a beautiful job. Well, I mean, we had so Bruce Knight was the prop master. I was the on set guy. So we worked on all that stuff, put it together. But it's they did a really good job putting it. It was really funny. We were like, how do we make this keg thing? So it was like seeing Rob just like kind of dance around with this with like a keg around keg his neck. Yeah, run his neck. I, I will say that we. St- I mean, it still airs today, and we'll get like a flurry of Twitter. Like it'll air on comedy. The show was hilarious, and the fact that they would just let you do kind of whatever that was mm-hmm. the fun. Like, it was the first show I'd ever worked on where we shot three cameras simultaneously. I know that allowed them to we're, do. There's what like they do. 45 minute rehearsal, and you shoot the whole five page scene in about. 20 minutes yeah it was because it's just we're it was amazing. covering the whole thing together because yeah. they do so much improv that you could never recreate those moments and they would just keep going and going and, and going you'd great. be behind the monitor just peeing your pants and I laughing know. you'd be like those guys are amazing amazing yeah it was, it was funny it was like 10 years ago it was like eight uh, or nine years yeah, ago yeah, it's like a long time ago you, you really you really just shacked that moment right now dave just dropping resume just yeah drop, just dropping resume yeah. so, hey, you know hey, funny hey, hey, hey man you know uh <laughs> <laughs> i did all with son in philadelphia all right all right first first topic first topic we gotta we gotta get to some of these anyway sure uh first topic uh we're gonna start with it's all sports related today okay all sports related great people are very opinionated they're very opinionated by the stuff um you guys are big sports heads, mm-hmm. which sports nuts, sports fanatics. I don't know what would be the what would be the you were big sports fans. Geeks, I would geeks. say, yeah, say sports, sports nerds, geeks, sports, yeah. nerds. Sports, nerds. sports nerds. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna start with a favorite. This is a big one. Favorite athlete all time of all favorite all time athlete all time. Randy, would you like to start? Why don't you start, Rand? I mean, it's not. It won't be who you think for me, at least. I know. Like, wow, man. This is really difficult. By the way, I was trying to think about this, and I was like. How do you? Because you want to look at a whole career, but also the impact outside of sports yeah, or you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, no what pressure. Is a, there is no pressure. No pressure whatsoever. <laughs> Ty Cobb. Yeah. No, I'm just well, I'm, I, I, Dick. I already know what direction I'm going. In. I know which one is, and and it's going to seem for me. He, here's who I thought of when I all initially right. first like the first name that popped up, but it's not who it is. But the first name that popped up was Walter Payton. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. sweetness. Yeah, that's who he was. Best quote ever. Best, Best quote, quote ever. Go ahead. Uh, when you're good, you tell everyone. When you're great, they tell you. So oh. true about everything. Boom. Boom. Think you're about right. that. Yeah. That drop. is like and mic drop. That's a literally a mic drop, and that's it. Played one of the toughest sports. Died young. Yeah. I mean, but also was just anybody in Chicago who lived kind of around that time will tell you that he was he was it and he was it before Michael Jordan i feel like his his superstardom in chicago, chicago yeah. allowed michael jordan the platform with which to then go do his thing but i think if you're talking about this guy is like one of the greatest people in like in, in, in athletes forget that like people I say go back and watch, and you're probably going to say the same thing or similar, but I say go back and watch When We Were Kings, which is a documentary about Muhammad Ali, and you will see Muhammad Ali, and I just watched another documentary about Muhammad Ali as told, I was on a plane somewhere, and I just just, watched it cross to to New York, and it was like... He he just was so unbelievable. There was that time when he was in Africa during the Foreman fight, and you watch him running down the street, and all these African kids are running after him, and he was 
good looking. He was so articulate. Funny. He knew exactly what yeah. he was doing. You look at Floyd Mayweather <laughs> now, and he's just like, oh, I uh, can't, don't even give he's me a fucking, I can't, he is such a jerk, and he's such like a woman beater, and as a father of daughters, I just, anybody who treats women poorly, I'm like, I hate you. I hate you so deeply, and with every fiber of my bones and my, everything about myself. So I, that's the way I feel about him, and he's an inarticulate, money-hungry piece of shit. But then you look don't at- Don't sugarcoat it. Yeah, How do you not, really feel? But then you look at, the, I mean, like, personally, I was like, when he was giving Ronda Rousey shit, I'm like, I want to see Ronda Rousey just destroy him. No, pull yeah. his arm out. Pull his arm out and ruin him so he can't fight again. <laughs> that, to me, would be a But after Pacquiao, because I want Pacquiao yeah. to have a chance well, to be the Well, the problem is it's going to be the most boring fight yeah, ever. Probably. It really because is. Because Mayweather sits back, and he sits back, and he yeah. sits back, and he counterpunches, and he waits, and Pacquiao's going to get so frustrated because Pacquiao knew this fight should have happened five years yeah. ago, and Pacquiao- Meanwhile, if this is the 70s, this we would be on Mayweather, Pacquiao 3. Right. It right. would be taking place yeah. probably in Manila, and it would be the craziest yeah, thing right. ever. Yeah. Like, you'd be, be like one pouring in down rain, and yeah. there'd be just like people singing Journey songs, <laughs> and it'd just be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> right? So, Dude, that kid, uh, that new lead singer for Journey, amazing. he's so I love to call him new. He's been around well, long. He's been around years. since six. before we worked together on It's Always Sunny. No. He's no, been around for a while. Five, About six five years. At least six years. Okay. At least. Well, that Has it been that long? Wow. But you guys didn't work on Sunny. No, it was like eight or nine years ago. It's been a long time. But it's good. Yeah. Okay, so favorites. So I think Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Ali because of who he was as a per- so in addition he comes out of retirement there is no human way he should beat George Foreman George Foreman was like Tyson he was literally like you go back and look at that footage of him he was Tyson essentially yeah. back in that time and the fact that he beat him with a strategy and this is like when heavyweights, again, you're watching what's the biggest fight of this century. The biggest one is Pacquiao and Mayweather, and they're great, but they're little guys. Yep. When the marquee matchup are the big guys, the, the biggest The Lennox Lewis's, the and Mike Le- Tyson's. And the Lennox Lewis were like boring, yeah. but like, they, you know, and the Klitschko's, I've seen them fight. They definitely fight well, Dude, but they're boring. Gnarly. They're boring. So to see Muhammad Ali in this moment and, and the, the moments he had where he would win and the Joe Frazier fights, to me, he, he in addition, he affected so many people. You talk to any black person who grew up during that period of time and they were like, Muhammad Ali gave us freedom to so much more than people will even sure. admit to. They, he was as big as Malcolm X, as big as yeah. you know any of those people. He was just an amazing guy, and so I, I have to give it to him. I can't argue with that at all. I, I would, I would argue, I would argue, uh, as impressive as it was for him to come out of retirement and do what he did. Should he have come no, out of retirement? Because because I think, he's now just know, so completely know. gone. Who and knows so if sad. that? Who knows if that would have? If he already did that damage. The, the roughest fight, and there was a thirty for thirty, was when he fought Larry Holmes, and yeah. Larry Holmes just destroyed him. His yeah. old sparring partner. Yeah. Yeah, and you're just like, why'd you need to do that around 1980? And yeah. he had just a few fights where it was just like Trevor Burbick. I think Trevor Burbick is that? Mm-hmm. Who, I don't know who he fought at the end, but it was just it was sad, sad, and you felt bad for him. But, but he was bigger than he was bigger than the sport, and he made boxing. He was bigger than like everything. He was bigger yeah. than everything. The fact that he chose not to go in the war. That just crossed every line. Yeah. He literally yeah. was like, I don't believe in this, and you can't make me believe in this. Yeah. That is incredible. It's inspiration for everybody. Yeah. Jason. Uh, I mean, my first inclination was uh, was Bruce Jenner because now <laughs> he can be best female the and way, male athlete yeah. of all time. And you can't take away from him what he did, by no, the dude, way. He, you can't take it. Awesome. I went back and I watched the footage of him winning those things, and it was pretty crazy. Although I will say that the level of competition in the world was a lot lower back right. then. No way. 
way if Bruce Jenner comes out today that he wins what he wins? Like, no way. There's he probably no doesn't way. qualify for the No, the he makes it, but yeah, he make, makes make it. But, it but. I mean, but no. Uh, you know, the other guy, the guy that we knew intimately, this is like a weird choice, but uh, is Jose Okendo. Now, a lot of people don't know who Jose Okendo is, but he was on the Cardinals. He was one of the only players to play all nine positions in baseball, and he also pitched a few times and pitched like multiple innings as like a position player. No kidding. Uh, and we did a documentary on him. Wait, what? What years with the Cardinals? He was. He was I mean, with the Mets. He was the, with the Mets. He came up with the Mets in the mid eighties, five eighty six, and then he went to the Cardinals in 87, 86, 87. Uh, took them to the. He has one more postseason home run than Ted Williams. Ted Williams has zero. He has one. Uh, <laughs> he and so Randy and I. We, he's now a third base coach for the Cardinals. For the Cardinals, and he also coached. As the head manager for Puerto Rico in the World Baseball Club. Oh, no wow. kidding. So he's a great dude, and we got to know him. And we did this special that was kind of half a joke, but then it got serious as we started doing it. Uh, this is going to be my choice just because it's a it's, mm-hmm. a it's personal, obscure yeah. choice. But uh, but we you know we started to say you know why isn't this guy in the Hall of Fame? This guy should be in the Hall of Fame. And obviously the obvious answer is well you should be an everyday player if you want to be in the Hall of Fame. You shouldn't be a utility player. What we were starting to say was like why isn't the utility player recognized by the Hall of Fame. And we go to St. Louis and we talk to him and say, do we have your blessing to go on this quest to get you in the Hall of Fame? This was all the special we did on ESPN uh, called the Utility Man Quest for Cooperstown. And we we talked to Tony LaRusso, Hall of Fame coach of the Cardinals, uh, and we said, hey, you know, what do you think of Jose Okeno and our quest to get him in the Hall of Fame? And he said on camera, he said, I know you're probably not going to use this. As soon as, as he, he said, said that, that, we're like, we're, we're, using, yeah, we're it. using it. Yeah. Oh, we're using it. And we're using you saying, we're, no, you're no, not going to use this. He said, the, if you have a guy like Okendo on your team in a playoff run, you can carry an extra pitcher. You can carry a situational pitcher that oftentimes wins a game for you in the playoffs that you can't expect. You got a left-handed hitter pitcher, and they got two lefties coming up, and you want to just burn a guy for two batters? You can do that with Okendo because now you got a second baseman, a third baseman. You don't have to carry extra position players because this guy can play anywhere. Wow. He's like, the impact of a player like that should definitely be recognized by the Hall of Fame. Then it became serious, and then it became real. Of course, we had fun. We made jokes throughout it. We've gotten to know him pretty well through the years. He's been great to like our kit. Like, you know, we'll go to the Dodgers game when they play the Cardinals and he'll grab a ball and flip it to my son. I mean, he is just a class act, great guy. He will be a manager. It's absurd that I'm saying he's the greatest athlete athlete of all time but in our sphere it was a well he, uh, yeah. he represents <laughs> I understand what he's getting in at. a weird way Randy and I think of ourselves kind of a little as Okendo-y <laughs> within the world of entertainment and whatnot it's like we know that we try and do everything we try and do a little bit of everything we've directed stuff we've written stuff we're comedians we're podcasters we're actors we're everything partially because that's what we have to do to stay in this business we have to hustle yeah. which is what this guy had to do yeah. and we see ourselves in him and, yeah. and he I think started to see a little of himself and us and it was a it was a cool relationship I love the guy well and and, 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 and even hustle aside you still have to be talented to make it in the MLB well well, not just make it in the MLB but to actually also sufficiently play each one of those you can hustle all you want but if you don't have (laughs) the mechanics to actually play what any one of those yeah the the coaches be like no 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 you're talented you're great but you can't play center field there's no way you can professional baseball they're not going to just be like all right let's get let's let him strap on the gear and get behind the plate no way professional baseball in the 80s too which was a 
that's a pretty high point of baseball. It wasn't it wasn't like back in the early early days of baseball where there, you, you could know, have a guy that played of, a bunch yeah, of things, yeah. but you just don't like the see early that days anymore. of football when you had guys playing both ways, like yeah. I, both still, ways, kicking quarterbacks, quarterbacks would kick the extra shoot. points and the field goals and stuff. Yeah, it's a different thing, and so he did do it all, and he's kind of a it's a bit of a dying breed. A couple of players nowadays, you get a guy who can play like five or six positions. Yeah. To strap on the catching gear yeah, in that's addition crazy. to the other <laughs> yeah. stuff, which he did. Well, and to pitch. If you can pitch and catch and play all the Pitch and have multiple pitches. Yeah, he didn't just crazy. have a fastball. He had yeah. a curveball. He had a finger, split finger pitch. Oh, my God. And he struck out Deion Sanders looking. Looking. I mean, we, <laughs> we have a lot of <laughs> yacker looking. Uh, uh, man. They, no, they, I was going to give – Zach, I was going to give it to you. Oh, I'm give it to me. Throw to right. you. Throw well, to you. So – like I was saying earlier, I mean, this is, this is it's really difficult. Hard. I mean, for me, I'm, my my brain starts going. Of course, I'm thinking about like who are the most I don't know, like the most famous. Those names, you know, and you go Michael Jordan. But, sure. But, but it's like I'm not from Chicago. I'm I'm not necessarily a Bulls fan. I have so much respect for what Michael Jordan accomplished. Yeah, sure. And his court, records absolutely. will probably live on forever. I, I, or some he, of them anyway. People will just consider him. He's always going to be in the discussion as he, the best. Yeah, yeah. And those people will say nobody was better. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it will be interesting. It will be interesting when, if and when the day ever comes where people, where the conversation turns to, he's one of the best. Because Whoa. I don't know that that will happen. I don't, even LeBron James, even if he continues I on the pace LeBron's that he's I think LeBron's the best. I, I think he's the best. I think he's a specimen beyond ever? belief. I, I think, think LeBron when it's all is, said and done, oh, if he does not no. get injured, if he does not yeah. get injured, certainly if he leads Cleveland to a championship or yeah. two this year or two or yeah. three. Yeah. We'll see. I, yeah, I think he and, he and Love aren't, uh, they're not in entirely simpatico. Love um, will get on board. Love just played in, in Minnesota where they never saw the playoffs. So yeah, once Love gets a taste of what playoff basketball um, is like, he, he will be on board. Maybe. LeBron James is, is, I mean, LeBron is like Magic and Julia Serving from the ABA and Jordan mixed into one. That's who he is. Well, and on that note, my uh, I, I ultimately settled down on Magic Johnson. Yeah, that I, that, that, that was my call. guy. And uh, and part of it is because I, you know, obviously as we were talking about before, I mean, not just what you've accomplished within your own sport, but kind of what you've accomplished outside of that. And that, think of all that's the women he had sex that's, with. That's an <laughs> unbelievable accomplishment. That's guy, beat, sure. guy beat the Pistons, beat the Celtics, and beat AIDS. That's and unbelievable. Beat, and beat AIDS. Uh, he triumphantly, tri- by the way, triumphantly. Like, he, keeps beating it. But but but, but but look, what, yeah. and also what happened to him? He did not cower to he, and and he also didn't. You know, he said, "Look, I've done this. I did this yeah. to me. I've made bad decisions in my life." He's been honest about that stuff. He's been strong about that stuff, and he's carried on. And he's been an advocate for helping a lot of other people. And the fact that he's communities, taken, communities, yeah, and the fact really that he's helps. gone on to be in managerial roles, not even just with the Lakers owning organization, the but owning yeah. the Dodgers and making them a contender. and making them a contender. Which I think is giant. I mean, him and Donnie Baseball did that. Uh, you know, I love. But Don I think Mattingly. he. But I think he. And I love Don Mattingly too. But I think he more than anybody was like we. He's a way better owner than the oh sure. Courts. Oh my that god! Just well, anybody's a better owner than I them. know. But like he's 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 loved. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Well, he's loved, loved by the city, and he also loves the city. He's somebody who really does kind of care about. Which is crazy because when you think about who he is, like he's a Michigan. Kid. Yeah, I know. He's so a you mi- see him in the tournament, and he's like rooting for Michigan, Michigan yeah, State. Totally. But like, I mean, and that era of that was a great. Was that thirty for thirty Magic and Larry? It yeah. was. Like, yeah. that was a fantastic one of the early ones. Those <sighs> two guys, yeah. and that that rivalry yeah. saved the NBA. People don't like in the seventies, like coming out of the seventies. It was Coke you, problems. No you one didn't really know gave what the NBA yeah. was going to be. Yeah. The NBA needed. 
They didn't need just one superstar. They needed two superstars, and it was white and black. Yeah, no, no, and it they was made it. Country yeah. Mouse and City Mouse, and it was fucking like it was both sides of this world coming together and rising everybody's level. It was unbelievable. But I, but I would argue that as and by the way, I have a mad respect for Larry Bird. I think mm-hmm. that, I think that guy's incredible. But I think that what Magic and because a part of and I don't know if it was that particular documentary or another one I I saw, but I think it might have been that one. But it really do- delves into. Um, the bus family and how really like televised, like they were the ones who kind of brought televised NBA to the world because before that was part of what they needed that kickstart in and what magic, I mean, you know, this is the reason that they were Showtime. Like, you know, Magic was so charming. He was so delightful. He was so uh, uh, just a spark on camera. Mm-hmm. But also, if you go to like um, one, one of the most fascinating stories to me still is in the, I think it was the 1980 championship and uh, Kareem's hurt. He played center. And he's a play, he he ends up, but he I played know. all five. Yeah. He played all five positions. That's right. Uh, ultimately. Like Okendo. Like Okendo. He was the, the Okendo of yeah. exactly, exactly. And I go, I, I go, that is just incredible. I mean, yeah, well, he did what was asked of him yeah. and he was a winner through and through. And and he, uh, no question, you will not get an argument because what's crazy about that is like, yeah, Jordan has like the third most points ever, third or fourth most, but third most points in history. Uh, it's second, isn't it? Third, because third, cause Kareem's first. Kareem's first. Karl Malone, then Kobe. Oh. He's fourth. Kareem, Karl Malone, then oh, Kobe. Yeah, then Kobe. And Karl Malone is up yeah, there, yeah. which Karl is Malone's up there. Yeah, yeah. But like postman. But you just do you call him the postman? <laughs> he's the postman. The mailman. Mailman. Oh, he, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was. I felt like that's like Will Ford. Forte and the last man on earth, right, right there. Right, that was yeah. like <laughs> the postman. Yeah, it was like, yeah, you don't know what the fuck you're yeah, talking about. You, you never saw Shawshank Redemption. I yeah. Never saw <laughs> yeah, that was. No, I love that you know so when much. the Shawshank was redeemed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was so. Tom good. Hanks was so good in there. He, he was so, so good. good I think it's okay. funny that when I said that, he's looking at the post. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, but I mean, I, I think you won't get an argument. The thing is that Magic didn't have that many points. He had a lot of assists. But he didn't have, you know, he's not yeah. up there in the top. Well, he was a super well-rounded player. Exactly. Regard, yeah. And so I think people will say, you will never get an argument. He's always in the argument for the top players in the history of the game. Yeah. He's got five championships, five rings, you know, and, and I would argue that his five rings are in some strange way people view them as more valuable than Kobe's five rings. And I know that sounds crazy because they both have five rings. And five rings are five rings, period. That is unbelievable. A whole handful of rings. Yet people would say that his rings are more valuable than Kobe's because people don't like Kobe. Yeah. And there's a lot of truth. There's a lot of truth to that. Uh, David. It's pretty good. I'm going to go. Kentucky America Coleman. For me, uh, I, I just Anthony want to... Davis. <laughs> By the way, he's freaking he's unbelievable. Awesome. He's, he's awesome. Freaking nature. Freak. Fear fear the uni- br- I like Fear the Brow. You got to Fear the Brow. Yeah. Rex Chapman. Uh, Kenny Skywalker. Walker. Yes. Uh, uh, no, then I'll go <laughs> Kyle Macy. I'm just going to start naming dudes from like. Uh, actually, Tony my Tony fa- Delk. <clears throat> Tony Duck was a baller, man. He was a straight. Hey, I would also give you this. I would give you John Pelfrey. The guys who Pelfrey. got who got beat. John Pelfrey's from my hometown. The '96 team, <sighs> dude. The worst moment. Jamal One of the worst Let's moments of my life. Let's not go Jamal there. Mash. Let's not go there. Mash was unbelievable. I'm unreal. Unbelievable. Uh, and they're just kicking out players to the NBA now. That I know. are crazy. That's all they do. Uh, they're my favorite athlete, Bo Jackson. I was I was thinking Bo because Bo Jackson is not only. One, he's like the craziest freak of a human yep. specimen ever. Yep. Yep. Ran the fastest time in the 40 in the combine ever. Wait, it's never been beaten? Never been beaten. He what? ran a 4.12. Mm-hmm. Chris Johnson of the Titans is the only guy. 4.2. He ran a 4.24. 4.24, four, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. No one has beat. Bo Jackson qualified for the Olympics mm-hmm. track team. Mm-hmm. 
He was the only only player to ever be an All Star in two different major sports. But he right. net, but he did not. Injuries kept him from it's the true. Hall of Fame. He it's true. should be yeah. a Hall of Famer, and that in his well, net. for a time he was the. I mean, in my opinion, the greatest athlete Incredible. ever. Yeah. I mean, you could go back to Jim Thorpe and go. Jim Thorpe was maybe the greatest athlete at the, in at the time. Yeah, but look but at his nobody competition. Was as strong as, but look at his yeah, competition. That's like, true. The fact that you were saying before the that fact like, that Bo Jackson came in and made Auburn helped Auburn beat Alabama. At a right. time when nobody was beating nobody Alabama. Beat Alabama, Bear Bryant, and it was Alabama. The Alabama was like the Alabama of today, uh, of Nick Saban in the height, and you, and Auburn was their bitter rival. Iron Bowl, still yeah. are, they still, still are, yeah, yeah, still are. But like that in that time, like you he, go back and watch those, go watch the footage of those games, and you'll see, and you hear Keith, oh Nelly, uh, we got a <laughs> who's <laughs> one of the best football sportscasters. Ever. 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 We did it on cheap seats. So showing who, okay, I just want to show hands real quick. Who had uh, who had the black and white bow uh, poster? The Bono's poster. We had yeah. the Bono's, Bono's and the cards. We had the Bono's shirts. Shirts, yeah. And, and yeah, of course, yeah. going to Michigan, we had the Bo Schembechler Bono's. It was like the <laughs> twist on that, the, that Bono's. Yeah, but he would just uh, be, he just played with such like he he just played balls out every sport he played. Yeah, to the he, point where he would Brandy hurt himself. Beth, he and, had a gear that. Other, this is like very LeBron esque. He had a gear that it would just he would kick in down the side, and you were like, you are faster and bigger and stronger than anybody yeah. on that field right now. There is like yeah. you're faster than every lineman, you're stronger than any linebacker, and you're faster than the safeties. I mean, yeah, it was like incredible the way. And the only bummer is that, and maybe the bummer was that he was playing both sports. That maybe I wish if he picked maybe. one, he could have been. Yeah, maybe you never maybe. know. He could have been the maybe greatest running back stopped, of all time. Maybe if he stopped breaking so many damn bats over his legs, that's that, right. That would too. Or his head. But by the way, his let head. me. I would just add to the Bo legacy. Uh, he, he is a an incredible, and, and you know, an unfortunate. Uh, unfortunately, there are so many not great uh, post sport, you know, in retirement success stories. So many guys just blow all their money sure. or whatever. But he is a shining light of success. Like that guy has really taken the success that he had in sports and really built kind of. He's a, whole, a quiet dude too, and he. I mean, yeah. obviously, he loves his crossbow, so that's always weird. Wait, really? Yeah, he's he shoots crossbow all the time. So, no kidding. Yeah, but he is. He's just this guy who, and, and 30 for 30 did a wonderful job with that one too. Legend. He's the last he's the guy la- where that people, people tell stories about that. Right. They didn't, you don't have the footage of him doing all the great stuff. He that threw he did. a rock at a pig from a mile or from like 200 <laughs> feet away <laughs> and killed a pig. A mile away. Yeah, yeah, a mile away. <laughs> it just keeps getting, I mean, well, but it's, it's almost like George. I heard it was two miles. Yeah, George Washington esque. Yeah, yeah. He threw a dollar across the Potomac River like, yeah. oh. and killed a pig. Yeah. Bo killed the pig wow, on the amazing. other side of it. Yeah. Uh, so, well, let's, uh, let's, let's take our little break. Right now, we're going to come back. We're going to learn a little bit more about our Sklar buddies here and uh, get into our next two topics. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for sticking around. We hope you have. If you didn't, you're not hearing this, and so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, if you uh, are just tuning in right now, uh, we're you missed a great segment. You missed a great segment. Right you did. If you you got to go back and listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Dial. You were <laughs> yeah. listening to some other thing, and then you <laughs> yeah. spun it to. Why'd this? you switch to WTF? For 10 minutes? <laughs> Come on, man. Jason and Randy Sklar's got plenty of people listening to the show. Come on, Jason and Randy Sklar are our esteemed guests today. Uh, no Tyler and uh, and no Razzle and good riddance. Sure. Uh, boys, a lot of boys in here. Already. It's a, it's our yeah, it's big time. Uh, gentlemen, uh, what what's going on in your lives right now? What's happening? What do you want to talk about? Where can people find you? Mm. Um, 
What What do you just, yeah, what's You can listen heart? to our podcast, which is Sklarbro Country, and uh, we have Sklarbro County also. Those are two that come out in the same feed here at Earwolf. Uh, it's sports, it's comedy, but it's we say it's like the marijuana of sports, a gateway drug. It's a gateway drug, drug. <laughs> to get you into sports. You don't ha- it's kind of looking at it from an angle that is very human and silly, and, you know, they're, they're celebrity interviews. If you want to jump in, Check out the Will Ferrell episode. Check out, we had Jim Rome. If you're a Jim Rome fan, oh, he wow. never gives interviews. I was a big a, Rome jungle guy back so in the day. You should listen to the hour episode. That okay. was episode 200. And, you know, I mean, we've had some really good people on the show, and it's really them opening up in a way that they normally yeah, it's don't. It's fun to hear, sure. like, Jack Black talk about sports. You don't right. necessarily know that he's such a big football fan, but he gets it and knows it, and it's fun. John Ham too, like, great, you know, huge St. Louis sports guy. And we oh, have great wow. stories of, like, you know, we'll email each other like when the Cardinals are in the playoffs or the World Series and when the Cardinals were playing Boston in the World Series and we're emailing him and, you know, Jay and I can be so negative about the team when they're like, it looks like they're going to lose because it's almost like a defense mechanism. You just start really... If you get negative, then you don't have to live in the unknown. You just go, oh, and then I was proven wrong. All right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow, yeah. I can't believe I was I'm an idiot. You'll eat crow if it's for happily, the good of like, happily, happily yeah, eat the crow. Yeah, yeah. So we're just like, God, they suck. What's going on? And then Ham's not texting us back. No, Ham goes, you guys got to stop. That, you guys, he's like, you guys are the worst or something like that and and we're like and by the way we were in Kentucky so we're the, at, we're in Lexington this was when there was like the the ball that got thrown away and we won the game on this weird like tag out rule on the it was just like a strange oh, thing and then so anyway we're watching this next game and, and we're like God this sucks and like, why isn't he texting us back why isn't he emailing us back and then we're like we, we got too negative for him he can't handle the negativity. can't handle the negativity that's the conversation then they we're cut having. to a shot of like a field box right by the dugout and it's and hams in the box at the game in Fenway Park and we're like What's he doing even emailing us in the first place? Right. (laughs) What are you doing? You gotta stop. Just ignore us, man. So listen to our podcast. Follow us on Twitter. We're at Sklar Brothers. Uh, And we just did a pilot for Comedy Central that we are... I mean, I'm, by talking about it, I'm, I know I'm like, I'm, no, Ro- I'm Robert, oh, I'm not Robert Dursting anything. it. No. Oh. <laughs> it's synonymous. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to mommy. Oh. There's mommy. Oh, oh my no, God. Nobody tells the truth. Nobody tells the whole truth. Nobody tells I, the whole truth. I tell the just end. Just use the, the bathroom. bathroom. I just <laughs> use the bathroom. Well, you're caught. You're caught. You're caught. Dude, what it was so gullum. He was like, what'd you do? I killed them all, of course. Of course. I love that he's like asking himself questions and answering them. Crazy. Uh, but so we so we did this pilot for Comedy Central Sports and Comedy, kind of like awesome. uh, like John Oliver in Talk Theory. Show? Yeah, it's like uh, basically it's sort of like Bill Maher-ish Daily Show. But yeah. pardon part. the interruption. <laughs> nice. Okay. Anyways, so it's it's kind of like this is what happened the last week of sports, but done in our way. Awesome. And All right. I love it. Oh, and we we'll also have a happens. web thing that's on right now oh, called yeah. The Trailer, which we do for Regent uh, Regal. Regal, sorry. Regal Cinemas. Uh, and it is, uh, we we basically break down trailers that come out and and just riff on like yeah. kind of cheap seat style or mystery science theater style. So uh, that's out. You can just find those on YouTube. And you guys still doing your uh, stand-up as well? Yeah. Yes. Still doing stand-up, trying to sort of, we did a Netflix special last year it's on Netflix and now we're just sort of stepping out and trying to go you know create the, the next hour. hour awesome it's the next hour of material which is always scary but fun and you know and and you have to really pour your time into that and go up and do it and dude stand up is it's just crazy the most, it's the it's like the highest highs and the lowest lows yes uh, it is and, and you really sort of live on that edge even if we're at the point where we've done it for 20 some odd years it's like you go up and you're like wow we're trying all this new stuff tonight I hope it works I hope we don't bomb 
there's that threat inside. It's like always that little bit inside of you going, this could be terrible. This, could, this could be really, really horrible. But that is the only way that you ever find out. grow yeah. ever as anyone in anything that yeah. you do is yeah. to take yourself out of your comfort zone, yeah. try something new, push yourself to a new level. Stand-up makes you do that because you, you can't sit with the same set for 20 years. People, yeah. will, you, will, people will stop laughing. Yeah. So you got you to gotta work it. So. Well, we'll we'll have all of your uh, info uh, up on the site and cool. you know below. The yeah, we have a fans guy. One of our uh, nice. Shannon Fox Sweet. does this whole thing where everything you just mentioned will be a clip. There'll be a clip to link to everything. Super beautiful. Yeah. Everything. Thank Love you. It's the expansive awesome. expansive yeah. volume. Uh, so let's move on to our second topic. Up for bid. Uh, <laughs> should we go to sports favorite sports movie, movie or moment? I feel like we should go moment. moment. All right. Fa- favorite sports moment. Following. Yeah. So yeah. favorite wow. sports moment. <clears throat> Jason, Jay, you want you want to kick this one off? I mean. I will say that, you know, whew, it's between two. One, I saw this question before, so I know. I mean, I was thinking about, uh, as a Michigan fan, watching. Um, it wasn't even winning the national championship. It was when we were making the run in the tournament a few years ago when Trey Burke, when Michigan was down 12 to Kansas with like a minute and a half right. left and it was going the wrong direction and then they just kept coming down and hitting like insane threes further and further out and when Trey Burke Robinson makes that great play steal and then he underneath he lays in and Trey Burke makes that shot I mean that was amazing but I'm going to say this is, the, this is the play in 2011 when the Cardinals are in the World Series uh, and this is it like you know we're watching this game in Denver. Randy and I are shooting this History Channel show, United States of America, and our friend who's the DP says, hey, man, you guys want to come out to a sports bar and watch the Cardinals game with us? We said, sure. But we know what kind of fans we are. We're like, fucking bile. And it's and we're so, we get so angry, and we're just filled with negativity and weirdness. And, you know, not that we're so, you know, we have such a false sense of ourselves, but I think – our fear is, like, we could be out at a sports bar, and, of course, we get recognized more at a sports bar just because that's, you know, the, our fans come yeah, from yeah. that. And some, if we just start going on some horrible rant about our team <laughs> when they start going down, who's to say that someone couldn't, like, whip out of iPhone and down below without us seeing it, like, just record us saying the most heinous negative stuff about our team just to get it out of our system and then post it on YouTube and then it goes viral and then we're the biggest jerks in the history of the world. Right. So there is a tiny fear that that's going on and that we were like, I don't know if we should go. So we go out to the game. Cardinals start losing this game. This is game six. If we lose, we're done. Rangers are up right. three to two. Start going down, home run, another home run. If the pit, their, their pitcher, Derek Holland, gets on, I'm like, if this guy scores, he's on second base in, a win, in his windbreaker. If this guy scores, I'm like, we're leaving. We're, we're walking out of, this, out of this bar. And we're getting really upset, and people around us are like, what's going on? Guy scores on like a wild pitch. I'm like, can we get the check, please? Get us the F out of here. And uh, and we're waiting for the check. And of course, like the guy's taking forever. While we're waiting, Alan Craig on the Cardinals hits a home run and we get back within one run. Now we're two only runs, down two runs. Two runs. We're now it's <clears throat> down by two. But we're like, you know what? Forget this. Get in our cat, get in the cab, go back to our hotel. We get in the hotel and we're like, you know what? We can't give up on the game completely. We go into the hotel bar where there's where there's only a few people, a couple of Texas fans and us. And we start watching the game, and the Cardinals, you know, in the ninth inning, David Freeze hits a triple off the wall, and the Cardinals tie the game. And it's they, they score the two runs they need to. Miraculously, it's impossible that they score these runs. Uh, and they tie the game. And then it goes into the next inning, and then Josh Hamilton hits, hits a, a home hits run. Hits a home run. And earlier that year, remember, he threw the ball up in the stands, and that oh, guy, yeah. the father, yeah, yeah, falls, yeah, yeah, and he yeah, dies. dies. And, and I mind, was like, in, okay. my, in our mind, we're like, this, he's coming back. He's had alcohol problems. <laughs> he's coming back. He's, this this is, is how this ends. We're like, this is the story of the game. 
The story of the game is that this is Josh Hamilton's redemptive, World Series yeah. redemptive moment. This is it. Then, like, so, you know, right. Lance Berkman gets, gets a base hit, and then boy, he comes home. Okay, drive him home. He comes home. They tie the game. They go, then the Cardinals hold him. Then they come back into the 11th, 11th inning. David freezes up again. He hits the ball to center field, hits it over the wall, and uh, Joe Buck says simply this is the this is all he says on the call and a lot of people knock joe buck and i don't like it because i think he's actually better than a lot of people give him credit for he says simply we will see you tomorrow night now i say those words and i get chills because a friend of ours pointed this out to us which we didn't even know Joe Buck's father, Jack Buck, was the voice we listened to growing up. Yeah. Arguably right. one of the he if you don't know who Jack Buck is, go back and watch the Kirk Gibson home run for the Dodgers. I don't I can't believe what is it? I don't believe what I just saw. I, I don't believe I what believe, I yeah. I can't believe what I just saw. Like a better call you will never find of uh, and he was the national broadcaster, Hall of Fame broadcaster. I'm gonna play one call. I'm gonna get the sound thing and play one call just so you can. So hear. so basically Jack Buck is who we grew up with. That was his father. He died a few years before, okay? Our dad died in 2009. We were very close with him. Uh, and we associated Cardinals baseball with our father. So our, so our father, you know, he passed away. And basically, Jack Buck was calling the 1991 World Series with the Twins. And when Kirby Puckett hits the home run, his dad on, in Game 6 caught, forcing a Game 7, hit Jack Buck, the father, simply said, we will see you tomorrow night. All right, that was it. That's all he said. So Joe Buck hearkened to his father. Oh wow! Honor his father who had just passed away. In that moment, I, I like we—I was brought to tears. And this is it. This is Joe. I mean, Jack Buck is. <laughs> you just found like a fan homage. All right. Is all right. This, is I don't know what you're doing, Randy. But <laughs> all, you're you're playing some weird tribute to Joe. That's awesome. Yeah. But but for for us, there was the like that moment of a father, a son honoring his past his father who died his influence that was just a magical Cardinals moment and I said to myself if they never win again we have that moment all right, whatever. All right, anyway. we'll find. <laughs> well, Shan, you know what we can do? Shannon will do a great. She'll put a great one on the Jack. Clip. Buck, Jack uh, Buck is just he. He was the best. Everyone said, yeah. "How do you do that? How do you become who you are?" And he's like, "You smoke a pack of cigarettes a day." I mean, and, and the guy was just a legend. And to me, that tied together all childhood. That was my greatest sports moment of yeah. all time. That was the greatest sports moment of all time. Uh, uh, Randy, Randy, what do you got? Ken, there. Hold on, I'm getting there. Uh, from the belt to the plate. A swing and a miss, and that's a winner. Okay, so that's Jack Buck. But wait till he goes, he goes like a swing and a long one. All right, but this. Smith corks one into right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. It's a home run. And the Cardinals have won the game by the score of three to two on a home run by the Wizard. Go crazy. That's good. Against right. God, so that's you, good you, stuff. I mean, you get it. It's just like I'm I, I'm, I've got chills. All right. That, Randy, what's yours? So, oh, God, that was so great. So, greatest moment. Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> Jack is just speaking from the grave yeah. in your pocket. I know. Oh, my God. Uh, I, you know, this is so, – and I've watched so many documentaries about this. And I remember this happening. I really, really rem- remember it happening. Uh I mean, and people talk about this as the greatest, and I feel like I'm just going to cliche sports moments, but there's a reason why these moments are so important and why they are so big. The U.S. Hockey 1980 Miracle on Ice, Aruzioni's goal, 
and then really the end of the game. I mean, it's it's two moments, okay? So like you're talking about moments, the whole game on the whole. That game and now having time and space, and I actually watched the 30 for 30 about the Russian team and their whole yeah. perspective towards it. It is just, it is so beyond, because 10 days earlier, the Russians beat them 10 to 1. In Madison Square. In Madison Square, Square Garden in an yeah. exhibition, and they just... Destroyed Just them. throttled them. What had to happen was a moment in sports that was just transcends everything, which is they just every single break went their way. Every single positive. And then the coach was a little, they had this coach, who, the Russians, who was a little nervous, and he pulled their goaltender when he probably shouldn't, shouldn't have. have. So what, Herb Brooks, what Herb Brooks said in the locker room. Herb Brooks, man, the speech. And again, you, and you see Kurt Russell, he did it in Miracle, but you know the speech. I mean, the speech is just so great. Is that in the locker room, so I think they're down. Are they down? Was it the beginning of the game or at the end of the game? I can't remember what it is. But like Herbrook, Herbrooks, may he rest in peace, said, uh, you know, to these guys, you don't win this game. If you do not win this game, you're going to take it. I mean, he was so He's like, you will take this loss to the grave. And he walks out. He comes back in. He looks at everybody. He's like, to the fucking grave. And he walks out. <laughs> <laughs> and they won it for him, and they won it for the country at a time yeah, when U.S. Huge, was just down. And it no, just, 80 oh, yeah. was a, yeah. A I mean, it's like, like, Cold War, man. it's it was just, Cold War. it is, nobody expected that. And, so and I mean, we're older than you. We're 10 years older than you. So yeah. we were eight. Yeah. So when that happened, we I were conscious. Born. We were conscious beings. Well, what's crazy about that is it's so good that that happened then and not now with the internet and timing because uh, that game happened at like three in the afternoon. Or, or two five. or five. It happened five. at five East Coast time, but we were in but the But none Midwest. of us knew, yeah. Yeah, none yeah. of us knew about it because they re-aired it that night in prime time, yeah. but nobody except for the people who walked out of that arena knew, yeah. and there was no way for I people just, to know. I just there remember no as a kid going, this is the greatest thing I've ever yeah. seen yeah. in my entire life. No, that's yeah. true. It's a, it was an amazing moment for America. Everybody. You know, this is weird. Uh, this is weird for me because I, 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 the really, I, I love sports overall, mm-hmm. but I really only care about college basketball. Sure. I think March Madness is the greatest moment in sports every single year. The, just because you can't predict what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw a stat the other day. I was listening to, I listened to the guys here in, on 710, Max and Marcellus all the time on mm-hmm. their show, and they mm-hmm. were talking about how many actual uh, brackets after the second day were still, we're still perfect. One, two, uh, uh, 11, 11 out of like 11 a and a half million. million just on the ESPN one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody, and all of the winners on the second day were all higher seeds. Yeah. Yeah. Which no one ever picks. You always like, oh, 10. I, I always, go, like, 13, 12, 13, I always four, go 12. 13, 4. Yeah. 13, 4, 12, 5. 5. You're like, yeah. oh, those guys are going to make it. Um, but it's such a great time because everybody cares. Like, there's so many people who, every college student, everybody has their team. Like, I love the NBA. I love the NFL. I mean, I, you know, I have teams, but college basketball is the thing. Where I, I'm from Kentucky, obviously, and everybody mm-hmm. listening to this show knows that, so mm-hmm. they know I'm a fan of Kentucky basketball, yeah. which we're having the greatest year Ever. of all time in Ever. history. And Best start in the history of the NCAA. We'll probably you know, finish it out in the next two I'm weeks, sure but we'll see will. how that goes. I'm sure you will. <laughs> um, but I think that just there's no better time to be a sports fan. Like It's bigger than the Super Bowl to me. It's bigger than that because there's so many stories. And there's so many people you never heard of, like the Notre Dame game the other day, mm. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Kid block, what's his name, Pat Connington, or yep. block that shot. You're like, that's the ballsiest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, ever. Block that three pointer into the game. Guy probably would have hit it. Guy had a, yeah, one of the best shooters they have, wide open look, and he blocks it, and then he hits a three in overtime. Unreal. And you're like, 
That's this amazing. Is, this is this guy's people life. rising up. I mean, did you read that thing about uh, the Georgetown Hoya? Robert, not it's not Graham. Robert Robert Graham. I didn't see it. Oh my god, there was a great article in today. Averaged four points a game, and then in the tournament in eighty four, eighty four when the Hoyas won the whole thing, he averaged twenty twenty two points a game. Oh and my then god, didn't graduate. Fell off the face of the earth. Right. I mean, but like for that tournament, magic tournament. Yeah, month. for this moment, that like for this moment, it's like it's kind of funny. It's kind of like One little, little league World Series. It's like you know, what I mean, these kids have this, yeah. like these moments, and like everybody sees it. Everybody gets so behind. Which the team. tournament year was your favorite? I'm gonna say I think this tournament year is my favorite, but I think that the Tubby Smith year, okay, mm-hmm. was a really fun year because Tubby didn't get a lot of credit because they're like, oh, these are all Patinos guys, mm-hmm. but he brought these guys together and they play and they you know they yeah they played Utah I think in the championship and that's who they beat, but. Tubby was a great coach, and he got a lot of flack. But you know, first African American head coach. Yeah, he's an intense guy. In Kentucky, we've interviewed him before. Which is crazy, Um, you know. And after Patino, it's like it's crazy. And then what we did in between was like the worst mistake in the history of college basketball. Like, I I just think that there's so many great stories about. Yeah, I mean, all these kids and everybody. And Cal gets a a bad rap because he's like, oh, all these kids are one and done. But. Look at this year, the Harrison brothers, twin state, Collie, Collie Stein, Stein stayed. State. They got a lot of great players, they'll and they're going to probably send, they're all going to go now, all but they're probably going to send six guys to the first round. Unreal. Yeah. Again. Unreal. It's ridiculous. It's exciting. Um, so it's it? my favorite sports time of the year. It's, def- it's my favorite moment is always the tournament. Always. Because, um, you you know, I, my bracket always sucks because <laughs> I lose uh, stupid games that I should have. Like, oh, I should have picked that. that that's easy. Zachary, what about you? So I'm a Southern California kid, and uh, so typically my greatest sports moments are going to all kind of revolve around that I mean obviously uh, you know the Dodgers defeating the Athletics uh, in the World Series is so giant and that Kirk Gibson hit that you know that amazing gimpy like just that was Jack Buck on the call yeah Jack Buck on the call uh, yeah f- arm pumping I mean yeah, it, you know it. and Hershiser <laughs> Hershiser is probably my favorite pitcher of all time but again a lot of that stuff's kind of equated to my childhood as well like sure um, but that's when you were of that age but I mean, it's we when I was of that age that. and also yeah and, and again to your point like there was no internet there's no spoilers like it was just kind of you're you're everyone's watching all this live and and it, it was just so fantastic but personally um uh so a buddy of mine uh i he and i got to go to game seven of uh, lakers celtics the last championship they won 2009 when our test thanked his, uh, 2010? 2010 when, when our test thanked his therapist yes post yes. game yes okay. totally and um Phenomenal. And we, uh, it was just, and we were, you know, literally, there was probably about, how, where were you I feel you like sitting? there was about, uh, we were about. Good seats? Yeah, very good seats, like kind of mid-court, about, I don't know, like 10 rows up. Oh, geez. I mean, That's it was incredible. Exciting. It was incredible. That's and amazing. we were, and the whole series was very good as well. I think they both stole one. One, You know, the Celtics stole one it in LA. We stole those, one in Boston. I mean, what Didn't was Ray the, Allen steal one with like some sick shot? Uh, yeah, like, he always steals. <laughs> I mean, but that <laughs> was so like, good. That was like the Paul Pierce, like Paul Pierce was such a Laker killer. And to Dude, me, all of Paul them. Pierce reminded me of Dr. Dre. I'm like, he should have been on the Lakers. <laughs> he was so Lakers fucked up. But I mean, like Paul Pierce and, and Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen, those guys. Yeah. Were really and Rondo, dude. Rondo was Rondo, Rondo was out those of guys from Kentucky just, Wildcat. Yeah. There you go. Oh yeah, Rondo. there you go. But those guys were great. That yeah, was they great were incredible. Series. And the series is great. And it comes all the way up. And we're, I was able to get tickets, and I was just shitting myself. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. And we, we end up at the game, and the game the game was pretty good. But then 
I mean, we're down to about four minutes, mm -hmm. and we were down by like ten. Yes, and we were ever. I mean, the whole you know, you just feel that energy, it's like everything is sucked out, and you're like, "There's no way that they're we're going to be able to." On yeah, because they're just going to keep keep. They're going to keep that buffer of ten, and we're not going to come back because we weren't playing well in toward the end of that game. And then you know, in those magical moments, then we fight back and we fight back and we fight back. And we end up, and, and you know, and I can't even remember who, you know, I mean, it's all kind of a fog at this point, but I just remember we win the game after everybody was so down and mm -hmm. to all get like just brought back up like that and then bah, it just explodes and confetti's flying and I'm, and I've got my phone out and my buddy Charlie's like freaking out and I'm freaking out. I'm like, I can't believe that we were here for that this. we got to be here and witness it's this. It's such you know, because a rare it, it is. occurrence. It's so rare. And especially, especially, when, you whole, especially, especially when you care about the team and they're, they're playing the their arch rival yep. game seven game seven at home there are no better words it's just than game seven. yeah seriously game seriously. seven it, it sets up the drama and the fact yeah. that that came down to the wire yeah. like that yeah i remember that i remember that was great i just yeah. was hoping for a good series but yeah that, it's just amazing so Phenomenal. that would be mine uh and last and we, we'll probably have to burn through this one let's do it but it's it shouldn't be too hard uh yeah, there's we, nothing to choose from in yeah, this category uh please mm -hmm. uh oh that's you being sarcastic uh, um it's difficult with dave sometimes yeah. Okay, last last category up for bid. Favorite sports movie. There's so many options. We can sure. we, we have a little bit of time. We can give context for why we, why we love these things, gentlemen. You are our guest. One. I'll you pick, pick one, and then I know you'll probably pick a different one. I mean, for me, it's just between a couple. <clears throat> it's between the Bad News Bears, uh, the original one. Uh, between the Bad News Bears. Hoosiers, which just oh, so ridiculously good. Yeah. good, and Breaking Away, and I have to go with Breaking Away. Wow! Not, not because we got have had on our podcast, and I highly recommend both Paul Dooley and Dennis Christopher. They were both fantastic on there, but it just it was such Dan, an Daniel Stern, Daniel Stern, Dennis Rand, Quaid, no, yeah. Rand, Rand, no Dennis, Dennis, Quaid. Dennis Quaid, yeah, Daniel Stern, Dennis, Dennis Quaid, uh, Jack Earl Haley, Jack Earl Haley. It is without a doubt my favorite. Won the Oscar movie. for best screenplay. Did it really? It's an amazing yeah. movie. I, I just watched it like maybe six months ago. Again. Paul, it Dooley, is the Paul Dooley's the moment where Paul Dooley decides to take the car off the lot and drive over and watch his son race. I mean, I've got like, the whole movie. He was like I'm welling up now thinking yeah. about it. I mean, it is. He just gets in the He's like Stoller in the lead. Oh, so yeah, that's great. Like, yeah, and you listen to the radio. Yeah, and he's listening on the radio. Yeah. And and if you've ever been to Indiana, we've been to Bloomington. We performed there a bunch. The Little 500 is a big deal, and that whole thing is a big deal, and it means a lot to but those people. But they also, in that movie, played it to scale. Some movies try to take something like – we had a joke in our comedy act about uh, the Karate Kid. Like there's that moment in the Karate Kid where they've made up – him and Elizabeth Shue, the Karate Kid, they're making up out of the thing. And he says to her, so I guess you heard about the big karate tur tournament tomorrow. And she's like, who, who hasn't? <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Who in Southern California hasn't heard of this obscure high school karate tournament? I'm willing to bet that some of the parents of the kids in that tournament had not had heard, not heard of that it, tournament. Yeah. Hey, Especially hey. since it was that movie that even made karate popular to begin Nobody with. Nobody did so. fucking karate. So, it, so that's And yours. there's like 2,000 fans in the yeah. stadium. Yeah, I was like, like hey, watching. you know, when I go on the Saturday and the 405 is bumper to bumper, I'm like, what obscure high school jujitsu <laughs> competition is happening down in Long Beach to cause this much of a stack up obscure here? Obscure high school karate traffic is so bad, Brandy can't even kill anyone on the That's floor. how bad oh. it is. She can't get enough speed up. Oh, All right. dear. So, so, so breaking away His is breaking well? away. Mine, I'm going to say Bad News Bears because I, I saw it recently. I mean, I love Hoosiers and I think it's phenomenal. I do think that there is um, 
there is very little edge in Hoosiers. Like it is, it is what it is, sure. and it's like presented so beautifully. And Gene Hackman is unbelievable. Hackman's got a lot of edge, and Hershey's great. And I think there's a great tension there and they take a lot of kids who can't act and 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 play them real the script was amazing dennis hopper like yeah. gets you going I and mean, there's a lot of great in that but i think the bad news bears was first of all one of walter Matthau's greatest roles ever and he is a man who has had probably 50 unbelievable uh, unbelievable movies this is done. this yeah. one is probably the best a pool cleaner a pool cleaner in the va- i mean in here in southern california who's a bad father he has to reunite with his daughter. There's so much in this movie. But the reason why this movie is unbelievable, and I, will, and I will tell you, go to this moment in the film and watch it, watch it, watch it. Vic Morrow, coach of the other team. May, May he, he rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Vic Morrow, coach of the Yankees, the team that gave the Bears all that trouble. Pre-final <laughs> game, the game where they're coming back together, all right, to play each other again for the finals. The Bears have worked their way up in the tournament to give the kids who were giving them shit throughout the whole school year to fight the bullies off. Pre-game, you want to talk about the Herb Brooks speech? Yeah. Vic Morrow has a speech with these kids, and he kind of gives that same speech. He really does. Like, if you lose this game. And he could have gone, and this you start to look at as an actor. You say, well, what kind of a choice would I make? On the page, on the page, you could go any direction. You can make this a big fire and brimstone speech. You could could strut up and down that dugout and yell at these kids. Kick the fence, slam the thing down, whatever. Certainly within this guy's character. Like, he's he's a loud coach. He's a big guy. Plays it down. Literally almost threw it away. L- looking down, not even talking to a kid, not even focusing. Fixing his, his hat and fixing his hair. Fixing his hat, fixing his hair, looking down, focus, get out there. If you lose this game, it stays with you for the rest of your life. That's it. And he essentially says the Herb Brooks speech, but he gives it in such, it is such a brilliant piece of acting. And people say, ah, oh, it's a silly movie about kids and all this stuff. It is so brilliantly acted, and there's so much. And the best part is that they they lose. Know, they lose. They don't win. Yeah, it's a sports they movie don't where the team you're rooting for doesn't win. Yeah, and, and they, who has the balls to make and, that? It's like Friday Night Lights, and yeah, arguably yeah, yeah. the best score in a film ever to use classical music. That was a revolutionary move. People didn't think about that to use we Carmen. Met, they used the the, the score. But from years Carmen. later, we met on a uh, shoot. On a shoot, he was driving Transpo on a shoot, and he was so happy. What was his name? The guy who uh, played Miguel, Miguel Aguilar, Aguilar, the little guy who the little crouches guy who and draws the walk, and then yeah. makes that the most one of the most unbelievable faces where he kind of gives smile. that kind of half smile. <laughs> he did the Miguel Ag, and we made him do the Miguel Aguilar oh, crouch man. for us. But we talked at length about it, and he just and we actually did a film late like this uh, this movie with Vince Vaughn, uh, where the DP was the same DP from Bad News Bears, and we of course just talked him up and yeah. heard a bunch of stories. But I think that movie uh, in its in Maybe it was also because we were, you talk about timing. We were of that age. We were age. two years yeah. younger no, yeah, than right, those kids. Right. So we looked up to that we age. Looked at, we played baseball. And, and Jay and I were fiery kids playing baseball in Little League. And we would throw our gloves and we would just curse. Like and, Tanner. Like Tanner. And we all looked but like they, Tanner. But that movie had kids smoking. That movie, that you, by the way, we've talked about this before. You couldn't write that. You couldn't oh, no, have that dialogue right in a movie right stuff. now. They yeah. tried to. They tried to do it with, uh, what's his name? With, with Billy Bob. No, no. But but even the topics that they tackle in the new one don't does it pales because just society at large is, is it just a kind of a Can't different handle. place well, I don't know why you would even remake that it was just so yeah. great so yeah. anyway, that's mine uh, Tucky uh, I think I'm going to go, you know, there's a million. Hoosiers is probably one of the best and you think about all the Rocky movies and you think about sure. all that kind of stuff but yeah. I think that I li- there's the movie there's the, the Denzel Washington movie, football movie Remember the Titans mm-hmm. 
And I just love because it's you know I'm from Kentucky, southern Southern Kentucky. I spent a lot of my life Are in you the from south. Kentucky? Yeah, I, did <laughs> I did not know that. that. I, thought, I, I, I try to say it at least two or three times in each podcast. <laughs> we did not know. Um, big Blue Nation, Big Blue Nation. And played p- football when I was a kid and okay. those things. But then there's such a great story about this team and about bringing people together and about mm-hmm. that bond of what high school football can be, especially in the South, mm-hmm. um, at a difficult time for these guys when it's like this black coach takes over for a Hall of Fame white coach. That's right. Uh, integrated schools, and these guys, you know, you've got these two sides. they got to learn to come together, play football together, become best friends. I mean, you know, and all the tragedy that happens in a movie. Nobody's better at, at speaking in rhythm than Denzel uh, <laughs> Washington. He will just, we're going to do, he, we, he yeah. got the rhythm. We're going to yeah. turn yeah. this plane But the way he down. played a lot of the stuff too, like, you know, even all the racial stuff, he just, yeah. he just like, you know, brought the bananas out to the other coach. You know, it's like yeah. that whole thing. You're yeah. just like, he's it's just the perfect guy to play that. He's yeah, the perfect, perfect guy. He is the perfect guy to play that. He's just bigger Because he's like, I'm going to outclass you. Yeah, totally. And every, he does. In every way. And he outclasses everybody. Yeah. Um, and I just love the relationship between him and the other coach. You know, just it, the relationships are amazing. You see all these kids who, you know, weren't really actors. No, like no, nobody no. really knew who most of those guys were. It in was the movie. a really well done movie. And it's, it's a great a, movie. It's got a. You, you love that they win. You love the story that happens after. Yeah. Uh, and the way they, you know, stuck together. Solid. And did so you much stuff together. you get no arguments. For I this. love that movie. Right. And it's such a. It's like you can watch it with anybody. Like your kid. Like when you got ten year old kids, it's a movie you can watch with them, and they go, they they totally understand that. Mm-hmm. Timeless. That's why sports are so important. I think for kids, like you know, love that, it, love it, winning, building and losing. bonds, teaching you know? them about yeah. winning and losing. Yeah. Zachary, what about you, my friend? Field of Dreams. Uh, Field of Dreams. Um, it's, again, very tough. There's so many great movies out there. Even and, though Amy Madigan's performance, I thought, was over the top. What? Yes. Oh, my God, dude. Top. I it, You mean just in the PTA meeting? or I oh just no. think oh, all I, the time I thought she was in a different movie. I thought everybody else in that movie played it. I mean, James Earl Jones. You don't think so? I loved her performance. You thought movie. it wasn't I, way over the top? No, I thought she was just a firecracker. Oh, she it was took just, me out of it all the time. She was just a spitfire, and and I just love, I love, in fact, especially after the PTA meeting, she, she comes out and she's like, did you see that? And she's like kind of all like doing this and like hitting the, hit the locker. I loved it. Um, I thought she was actually great in that scene, but I thought she had that energy in other scenes too where she didn't need it. But I thought yeah. she was great in that scene. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right about that. I but I think she was, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I just that think Field of ridiculous. Dreams is just, I, it's just so, it's so, I mean, the fact that literally somebody then went and in, in Iowa went and did that to their farm. It was like, I, I, this is so great. And not, hopefully not expecting that ghosts were going to show up, but maybe, maybe, I don't know. No, no. Um, but yeah, it, it just just really kind of all around, like the, the, the messaging of the movie, the performances, the writing, uh, the hope, um, you know, the, the faith that, that somebody has to go in this journey that he goes on. And James Earl Jones was so damn Moonlight good. I would, even, I would even say, it's the belief in I magic. would even say, it's Burt a, Lancaster. It's a belief in magic, Burt Lancaster, please. Oh my God. I would even say that it was, it's, it's not even hoping. It's just having confidence that what you're doing, yeah. you got to do even it. Even when other people are calling you crazy. I got to do this. Yeah. I have to do this. It's so funny because we had Richard Simmons on our podcast. And <laughs> to hear him talk about just, and, and he's an interesting bird. He's really, he's wonderful and at the same time, extraordinarily tragic cre- sure. creature right now. You know, he hasn't had someone to his house in seven years. It's just oh, a wow. fascinating story. But his success and his rise to success is mirrors a lot of people that we all know, that we all look up to, that we say this person is a successful person. His goal was not to be who he was right now. He didn't walk into the situation and say, okay, I got to get out here. I got to market myself here. I got to do this here and then do it. No, his thing was, 
I want to make enough money that I can buy a tiny little space in Beverly Hills where I know there are a lot of people and I will who are into exercise and whatnot. And I want to slim people out because I lost weight and I have a fat brother and I just, yeah. I want to try and get people to lose weight. That's all he wanted to do. He starts doing it and he's doing it in his own way, in his own brand without even saying, this is going to lead to my tremendous success yeah. and this and that. He literally starts doing it. And then some producer from general hospital comes in and starts taking the <coughs> class and they're like, wow. oh my God, this is great. This guy's unbelievable. We got to figure out a way to use him. You know, yeah. it's like we got to, and then he gets on the show and he's a humongous success and people just immediately right away, he just jumps right off the screen. But that wasn't his intention. He literally just had the intention of like, I want to try and help people help themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's in that movie, and in that movie is it's like I don't, I don't know what I'm doing right now. I'm just yeah. going to build a yeah. cornfield. No, no, totally. And and but but and, and sticking to your guns, even when your brother-in-law is give, making Played, your life a little hell. by Timothy Busfield. Yeah, was, who was great. Was great. You got to yeah. sell the farm. You, you, Ray, you know, Ray, don't, don't sell the farm, right? Do not sell this farm. Uh, I, would, I would say a moment. I, I would say a close yeah. second, a close second, also a Costner flick, Tin Cup. If you've not seen Tin Cup, it is a really, really good Clank. movie. Rene Russo. Uh, oh, so? Rene Russo, yeah. uh, uh, Don Johnson, uh, yeah. Cheech Marin, uh, yeah. Don Johnson Kevin Costner. Is. <laughs> lots of, I mean, the real tons of real golfers and real golf um, oh, yeah. uh, announcers. And and uh, yeah, it just I just loved it. I thought it was a really clever When film. he starts... Putting them all in the drink, like yeah. shot yeah. in the water, yeah. shot in the water, yeah. shot in the water, shot in the water. You're seeing a guy break down. Yeah, but and he's, he's like, I'm still going to get the shot. I'm going to do it until I can shot. do it. Yeah. I do think that that is the the field of dreams thing is. And and Timothy, Timothy Busfield, you have to believe him. You have to believe that he's the practical. Yeah, yeah. He has to be a practical totally. voice. Like, go back and watch. 30-something? Uh, 30-something's <laughs> great. Why yeah. did Gary have to die? Uh, go back <laughs> and watch. Spoiler alert. Oh, I'm sorry. Geez. Go back and watch uh, some kind of wonder. There's a moment where the guy, and I forget his name as an actor, he played, uh, he, he was, was in Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop. He was, you know, the dad, the, the dad in some kind but of But he played Judge Reinhold's partner in Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, I know, Boyle, yeah, you know yeah, that yeah. bald that guy. Yeah. I don't know, that, forget the actor's name, but he's a beautiful, wonderful actor. He gives a speech to the kid, and I remember in high school, I'm like, God, shut up, old man. I'm watching this movie. I'm like, you let this kid do what he wants to do. And that was kind of the way it was positioned. He's taking his college money to buy a ring for the girl that he loves. Right. Taking his college money to buy. Now that I'm a parent, I went and watched that movie recently. I'm totally on, on his side. side. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <clears throat> Stop buying this ring for this girl who doesn't give a shit about you, and you're going to meet somebody else, and it doesn't matter anyway. Like, yeah. what are you doing go to college. with these earrings? And go to college. And so what I loved about it is that it was a movie that grew with me. It was a movie where you kind of can see sure. both sides. And in that same way, you have to be able to see Timothy Busfield's side. No matter like, how old I get, oh, I'm yeah. never going to see Busfield's side. No. That's the end of it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show for today. Uh, a round of applause again for our Sklar brothers. Thank you guys so much for coming Thank you. to the really? studio. You will find all of their clickables uh, below our link here. Thank you for tuning in, as always. We really appreciate your, your viewer listenership. listenership. And please patronize our sponsors, as they're one of the biggest reasons Whoa. why we keep doing this uh gentlemen thank you Thanks again so much. god bless thank everybody we'll and goodbye pop 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 pop